Is there someone from your life that you need to forgive? The following super brief episode is one of a series on the topic of forgiveness. In each show, Dr. Alexandra asks just one question of Dr. Robert Enright, PhD, internationally renowned expert on the science and psychology of forgiveness. What are the benefits of forgiveness? What's in it for the person forgiving? Well, we at the University of Wisconsin-Madison for about three decades have done what we call forgiveness therapy. And we bring people through a particular pathway of forgiving others, again, avoiding excusing, avoiding necessarily reconciling if the other can't be trusted, and seeking justice if the person has to ask something of the other. And this could take about 12 weeks or more, actually. And we have worked with incest survivors, for example, and women who've been divorced for at least two years, and they were in very abusive relationships. We've worked with people in drug rehabilitation. We've worked with hospice people, patients in hospice, who are basically, they're dying. They have six months to live. Mm. And uh, we've worked in other kind of settings, uh, including a cardiac unit on a hospital. And when we bring people through our pathway of forgiving and we randomize people to a forgiveness intervention or a control group where they don't have forgiveness, we characteristically see when we give them enough time to forgive and don't rush it, it's very difficult to have quick forgiveness, let's say in four, five, six, seven weeks, but give it time, we tend to see the following. We tend to see people who come to us who are clinically compromised by trauma. That's really our specialty, to work with people who've been traumatized by others. And we see that they tend to go from traumatic profiles such as clinical levels of anger, anxiety, and depression to non-clinical levels of anger, anxiety, and depression. In other words, they don't just improve in these clinical variables. They go to non-clinical or normal levels. Mm. Yes, and we also tend to see people go up in the positive psychology variables of forgiveness, of course, because that's the treatment. Yeah. Self-esteem goes up, and the reason that happens, Alexandra, is because a lot of times when we've been beaten down by others, there's a tendency to believe the lie, and so people end up not liking themselves. Hmm. Well, forgiveness actually restores an integrity of the self when the person reaches out to the one who did the traumatic injustice. And another one that we tend to see is hope for the future. For example, when we worked with women in hospice who were dying of cancer, and they had roughly six months or less to live, we only had a four-week program because they didn't have a lot of energy and they didn't have a lot of time. Yes. So it was uncharacteristically short. But as their physical indicators kept going down, their hope for the future went up statistically significantly relative to the women who did not have the forgiveness condition. Mm. 
And the reason is because once they realized they could heal the rifts in the family, some of which were going back 40 years for some of these women, some of them would then bring the family members to their bedside and talk about forgiveness and receiving forgiveness and reconciling. And the women knew they were leaving their family in a better place than would have been the case if they had not ended up forgiving. Uh, when we worked with the incest survivors, Suzanne Friedman, who is a professor at the University of Northern Iowa, Yes. Met one on one with 12 female incest survivors, six at first, six in the control group, for as long as each person said, I need to keep doing the work of forgiveness. And she ended only when each person idiosyncratically said, I am finished, which on the average took 54 weeks, over a year for each one of them. They went from clinically depressed, which is understandable because incest is one of the most horrific injustices on the planet, where a man who is supposed to be a protector ends up violating. And so, of course, there's a lot of traumatic compromise like depression. They became non-depressed. And a year later, after there was no forgiveness intervention for that next year, they were still non-depressed. It's remarkable work. Yeah. For the first year, the control group was having any kind of treatment they wanted. They were free to have any treatment, but not forgiveness with us. Mm -hmm. And once they waited for their experimental counterpart to finish, they were still clinically depressed after the first year. They then went through the program with Suzanne Friedman, and they went to non-depressed status. Fantastic. Absolutely one of the strongest kind of results published in 1996 ever published with regard to healing from incest. Wow. And here's just one more example to show you a benefit of forgiveness. Uh, A group of us under the direction of Dr. Douglas Russell, who was the physician overseeing this work, we did a study of men on a cardiac unit of a hospital. And we screened them for injustices against them. Mm -hmm. And of course, we waited until we had enough men who actually had deep injustices against them, and they were unhealed from that in the emotional sense, and they were still unforgiving. And research shows that when you have heart compromise and you get upset, you get angry, the arteries to the heart begin to narrow. And so when we hooked them up to the cardiac monitors and they told their story of deep hurt, All of the men actually had less blood flow through the heart than they normally did because of the expectation they have heart compromise, they get angry, Mm -hmm. and it was affecting their heart, affecting their cardiac system. So half of the men went through the forgiveness program. The other half had traditional cardiac health information from the hospital. And at the end of the program, which was a number of weeks, I think it was 12 or 14, I can't remember exactly, when we hooked the men back up again to the heart monitor, much to our dismay, there was no difference between the two groups, and there was still a narrowing of the arteries right after the treatment. 
But we waited then four months later, and when we hooked them up to the heart monitors, those who had the forgiveness intervention had their arteries stay statistically significantly more open than those who had regular heart health programs without forgiveness. Dr. Douglas Russell said by giving them an improved heart, we actually help them to avoid sudden death and chest pains. And it's the only study on the planet showing a cause and effect relationship between forgiving and having an effect on a major organ of the body. I mean, if you think about it. It's incredible. Yeah, as abstract, as unseen, as forgiveness in the human heart improved the physicality of the human heart. And it was a cause and effect because when we induced forgiveness, that's what induced the change in their physical condition. I am so appreciative of the work you and your colleagues have done on the science behind the benefits of forgiveness for the person doing the forgiving. Yes, thank you very much. We've been surprised by these strong results, but I'm so thankful we have forgiveness to truly help heal, not just cover over symptoms, but to heal. Would you like to be sent an article on how to forgive when someone has been unfaithful? Email Dr. Alexandra at psychologyamerica.com. That's Dr. Alexandra at psychologyamerica.com. And in the subject line, write forgiveness article. Finally, Dr. Alexandra creates this show with love during her volunteer time. To support the production costs of the show, please consider buying her a $3 coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Dr. Alexandra. You can also show your support and encouragement at no cost by going on iTunes and leaving Psychology America with Dr. Alexandra a great rating.